Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Most closers don't. He deals a 2-2. Castellanos in the air to right center field. Harris is on the run. Harris at the track. He leaps. And he makes the catch. Harper might be doubled up. The throw gets away. The throw to first. It's over. It's over. All right, we're in the heart of it now. We are in the heart of it now. If you need any other examples, you're crazy. You don't need any other examples than Michael Harris II catching this ball off the back of Nick Castellanos and Brian Anderson with the epic call. Obviously doubling up Bryce Harper, ending the game. We're at a 1-1. Pap, I still like your bet. Phillies, but still, 1-1. That series is predictably awesome. And then you have the fighting Lavellos. Let them buy their team. We're going to pull up that clip later today. Let them buy their teams. That's what Troy Lavello told his team heading into the spring trading. And sure enough, here we are, 2-0 for the fighting Lavellos. Our guy, Joe Combative Kelly. I say combative, I guess Bob Costas. That's how he viewed it. I don't care. Whatever. He's getting the job done. Postseason Joe. But he couldn't lift the Dodgers. We'll see. I don't think that series is over. I think we have some great series on our hand. So you have, after Monday night, you have the Diamondbacks up 2-0. You have the Braves tied with the Phillies 1-1. You have the Astros and the Twins 1-1. Then you have, of course, the Orioles and the Rangers. And Rangers up 2-0. So what we want to do today is... For all those fans of these teams that are down and out, all these teams are, are down and out, not feeling great about themselves and saying, no, don't end our season. We want the voice of those fans to r- rise to the mountaintops and scream to you and say there is a chance. And this is why Eric Arditi, the guy, our voice of the Orioles fans, the guy, Eric joins the podcast, and he talks about what his Orioles are facing with the Rangers. We had on C.J. Nikowski for the Rangers broad from the Rangers broadcast, obviously awesome, obviously breaking down what's what when it comes to that team, how they've gotten to this point. Now it's time from the Orioles' point of view. There you go. 
RDT. RDT, Eric RDT, let's go. So here we go. The Orioles' point of view. It's a perfect podcast to listen to, not only leading into tonight's game with the Orioles and the Rangers, but also for any of these teams, like the Dodgers fans, or if the Phillies fans are feeling a little low. If you want to understand, do not abandon your fan base. Do not abandon your passion. Eric's going to help you with that. That's what we're going to do. At BB isn't boring. Producer Evan staying up to the wee hours of the night, populating that baby, doing an excellent, excellent job. At BB isn't boring. And, of course, subscribe, rate, review. And FanDuel.com slash boring. FanDuel.com slash boring. We're all, everybody's on Bins and needles. Will Papelbon win his $150,000 bet? Well, you can get some free money and try yourself. FanDuel.com slash boring. FanDuel.com slash boring. All right, here you go. Here you go. Get pumped for the day. Here's Eric. All right, there's nobody I'd rather have on right now because I'm going to get him fired up. Let's go, Eric. Come on. We're trying. Come on. Yeah, We're let's trying. go. All right. All right. Let's start this off here. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you the opportunity. So this is what I did in the off season for Tori Lavello when we had him on. I said, Tori, you have to give your speech. You know, every team does this, right? They gather everybody in the organization. They get in the room. Now it's just speech about setting the tone for the year. So I said, give me your speech. This was workshop this. And he gave the speech and it was, and he finished it off as like, like, let them buy their teams, you know? So he was getting into it, right? So, and obviously look at the way they've landed. Now, mm-hmm. I believe they're dropping you in the middle of the Orioles clubhouse before the game tomorrow. This is your opportunity, man. This is your opportunity. I'm rolling out the stool and I'm saying, all right. Stand on the stool. The floor is yours. This is your chance. You can do this? Yeah, I mean, all I, all I would say... No, 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 no. You want, me, you want me to... I want, I want, I'm going to go three, two, one. I guess because it's not only for this, be honest. It's yeah. probably for them. It's for, like, you are the voice of the, of the fans there. Mm-hmm. All right? Okay. I know this is a big responsibility, and I know you. I gave you zero <laughs> heads up on this. Oh, you're fine. But I know, I know that you can do this. All right, ready? Yep. Three, two, one, go. All year long, you have played fantastic baseball. You don't. I just wipe out the last two games. I told people you got to flush these two. Don't even think about it. They've won three in a row. I think sixteen times or more, or three or three or more games. 16 times in a row this year. There's no reason that they cannot reel off another three. The Rangers have lost three games or more in a row three times since the end of August. I Don't change who you are. Don't change anything. Don't change any your approach, what you're thinking. I think you just have to go out there and pretend like this is now. It's a, now a three-game series versus the Rangers that you have to sweep. I just don't. You don't change a damn thing. Line up. Take the same route that you've always taken to the ballpark. Do your meals, do your shower, get dressed the same way. Just don't change a thing about you, about the team, about anything. Just don't change. That was that was excellent. And I'm going to dot 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 it, and then you pause. Dramatic pause. 
and then you start pounding the floor and say, don't change a damn thing. That is the motto. And then you have, <laughs> then you have the crowd. Then you have the crowd. Don't change a damn thing. I mean, this is, and I totally agree with you. And this is like, this is where we're at right now. I'm mm-hmm. trying to, I'm trying to make, I know that you've sort of, you're, you're, you have been sort of probably down in the dumps a little bit over the last 24 hours, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to get you pumped up. I'm trying to make you understand like what that, that how great, what a voice, powerful voice you have, how far that you've made it after five, whatever years of, of, you know, <laughs> awful baseball, awful, whatever ownership stuff and, and awful baseball and all of this. So you have all of this and then you've, you've built something back up and yeah. Okay. You lost a couple of times, mm-hmm. but. I think you had pretty good stats. I think you had pretty good facts. And most importantly, I think you have a pretty good feel for what this team is all about. And that's why dot, 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 don't change a damn thing, right? Yeah, there we go. I've always, I've been preaching that. And then the, my big thing all year was now we go. Like now is the time where we go. So we've had a couple different taglines like that. Now we go and then – the last two weeks or week has been let's go win a damn game. And I've just been tweeting LG, whatever, win a damn game, just the letters. So that's again, it, that's that's what they have to do. That's and, all. And it was weird. Sunday night that it was hashtag take five melatonin and go to sleep and <laughs> try to try to try to forget to happen. Yeah. I mean, it must have been like so all right, I, I'm just we'll we'll loop back to the adrenaline coursing through our veins. Mm-hmm. But we have to sort of look back at you know first sign of addiction is denial right we have to we we have to accept what happened mm-hmm. so what exactly happened in your estimation well i mean which game the games are two different animals i mean saturday they they couldn't hit andrew heaney they couldn't hit the bullpen they they were not they had five hits including gunners one in the ninth um they just couldn't hit you know the rangers threw out arguably one of their worst starters and they just couldn't hit him the bats did not show up Gunner gets thrown out in the ninth on the failed hit and run, the the miscommunication, um, and that that was pretty much it. You know, the the Rangers. It's not like the Rangers hit Bradish hard or anything. They just the bats didn't show up. Flash forward to Sunday, the pitching didn't show up. I, I and I said all night, all all Saturday night, I'm talking to myself, I'm talking to friends, and I'm like, I'm not worried about Grayson at all. Like I know Grayson's going to come out and shove. I just I know I'm not worried about him because he's done that for the last you know two months since he came back up. That was the problem. The pitching, I mean, he walked, I think he walked four guys. That was the story, was the walks. I think they walked 11. I was secretly hoping that they would get to 13 to break the record so I could at least see history in the playoffs. But, again, you know, they walked guys, and you can't do that. And the Rangers just, I mean, they just, they're a good team. They were hitting the hell out of the ball. So, and then Yeah, they really, really can. And and, everybody but Corey Seager, who had five walks. So, I guess I did see history. You know, that was incredible performance to watch, you know, from that standpoint. But, um, <laughs> hey, kids, I was there for the five walk game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah it was that. And I was there for like, I said to my buddy, I go, where were you for the Jorge Mateo four for four? I'm like, I'm, there, I'm saving this ticket stuff because I, I get this frame. But yeah, so again, it was, it was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, um, the last two games and, and offense showed up, you know, they, the Hicks home run late in the uh, in the ninth, but it was too little, too late. And again, you're not gonna you're not gonna win a playoff game giving up eleven as while you're walking eleven guys. So that's where it all went wrong. Bats in the first game just went silent, and then the um the pitching in in game two just kind of 
crapped on their leg. So let's go back to the first game. And I, I'm not going to play amateur psychologist, but I'm going to play amateur psychologist. And it was it was I, being around there, even in the weekend, the last weekend of the regular season, being around there, you could see people were just getting so jacked up, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have that whole week. Everyone's so jacked up, and rightfully so. I mean, man, it had been so long and gone through so much. And the team is feeling great, and they can't wait to play. But you have that time, and you're just getting more and more and more excited. And, you know, you want to say, hey, you want to be Ricky Bobby's father and say lower your heart rate. But, you know, it's easier said than done. So mm-hmm. then you get to that. You So you were at the second game. You were at the second game. You went I, I, was at, I was at both. Oh, you were at the both. Okay, for, yep. perfect, perfect. So you get to that first game, and it's frenetic. It's just mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, people are ready to burst. And I want to imagine – the players, I mean, they are ready to burst. So mm-hmm. this is what I'm going to ask you. Like, do you sense that as awesome as that environment it was, it was just like it was too much of the head exploding, you know, because you, you strike. I mean, they don't strike out that much, mm-hmm. you know, especially against Andrew Heaney in the bullpen. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think like, I just – and I would – I that's why, Eric, I, I was sort of like, okay, I'll give them the pass of that first game. Because who who was uh Aaron who's been on the postseason before? Aaron Hicks? So it was it was Hicks, Frazier, uh, Gibson, Jacob Webb, um, who else? Um Flaherty. I think there's one more guy. I'm trying to remember. Um I talked about this that Saturday sitting in the stands. Which there were six guys. It was uh, who else was it? I that's, forget. That's not a lot, whoever it was. Yeah, it was again, six yeah. of the twenty six. So that's not you know, again, yeah, it's not it's not much at all. So no, so what so what was your being there that first game? Is there any merit to that where everyone was just like coming out of their skin a little bit too much, or was it just like, hey, you know, it is what it is? You have one of these games. I think it is what it is, and they again they had one of these games because they've done this against those slow tossing lefties before. Drew Rom did it to them. You know, Rich Hill used to always do it to, and again, completely different set of characters now, but Rich Hill, you know, has done it to him. It's just any of these soft tossing crafty lefties. That's just what happens. And, and it throws them off and, and they just could not get anything going. So I don't know if like, cause that's what I'm saying. The lights are too big. You know, their lights are too bright. The stage is too big. Hmm. It's like, I don't think so at all. I don't think that's it. Um, I don't think like, you know, Adley didn't get into the box and look around and go, oh, crap. Oh, you know, there's Ken Rosenthal sitting over there. And there's <laughs> John Smoltz is calling the game. And, you know, Joan Jett's sitting behind home plate after just singing the national anthem. Like, I don't think it was anything like that at all. I think they just kind of came out. And it was weird because there was a delay. It was it, it was raining. So there was the game was pushed back an hour. Not that that has anything to do with it. But I I don't know. It was it was strange. But I it, I I kind of chalked that up to just like. You know what? We just they just didn't play that well. Like they just didn't hit. You know, so th- that's that's what I said about Saturday. I, I I actually felt worse about Saturday because they had Chapman on the ropes. Yeah, in the eighth. yeah. Walked, that was such a Chapman like inning too. Well, know? they had not only him but Spores before. I probably mm-hmm. butchered his name, but it's you know like he he threw seven straight balls, right? Yeah. I mean, and then Chapman comes in, basically does the same thing. Yeah, yeah, and he gets the guy to second. I think he walked the first two, and then it was the double play, and then I, I somebody flew out or something. But you know, the Orioles have they've hit Chapman really well recently, and I I thought I go this is we're doing this again. Like this, we're gonna get him. I go we're gonna get a, at least a run or two here, and that's gonna be ball game. And 
They just, it was, again, it was Chapman where he couldn't find the zone and then immediately was just doom, 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 100, strikes out Ryan Mountcastle and he stares him all the way back into the dressing room. So that was not fun. So was that, so that first game, was that your first playoff game? No. So I actually, I don't know where the ball is down here. I was at the 96 ALCS with my dad. Um, it was game three, I think, of the Jeffrey Mayer, um, series it right. was the first game in baltimore after the jeffrey mayor thing so i remember being seven years old and just being like there are fights everywhere like this is awesome and now looking back i'm like that's why there were the fights because everybody was still so fired up about you know you guys <laughs> yeah. stole the game it was a you know tony tarasco and uh richie garcia in the corner arguing but uh so i was at that one um which i think they won i can't remember but i went to with a game two of the al DS in 2012 when A-Rod struck out to end the game. And then um, 2014, the ALCS game two against the uh, Royals, which – so I'm I'm 0 for my last four. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm 1 for my last three, 1 and 3. Okay. okay. So so as an older person, having, you know, gone through that youth, and that was awesome that you're able to, to experience that with your dad. But it, it was – what was – was there anything about – this experience over the weekend that surprised you. So in other words, you know, the crowd, um, you know, the crowd was great. I mean, and it, but, but you don't know. I mean, you don't, you, you, the Cameron Yards hadn't seen that in so, yeah. so long. And for instance, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, the last time, 2021, when Fenway had their playoff games, the crowd, the demographic had changed so much because they were yeah. giving away tickets early in the year. Um, people were pouring beer in their face, like all over the place. And it was great. I mean, it was great. It was like Club Fenway. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, like, what it was like there. If, 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 if it was a lot of blue bloods, if it was, you know, the, the money was getting the tickets or was it, was it was like the true fans or what was it like? I think it was more true fans than not. I mean, I was sitting in front of a guy who, that this is a guy who I'm like, I can't believe that, like, people like you are allowed to just vote and be out in public. And it's the third inning and Kyle Bradish is in. And this guy is yelling at Brandon Hyde. Why did you take out Bradish? Meanwhile, we're in center field, not behind the dugout. We're in center field. And he's yelling, how could you take out Bradish? And I look up and I'm like, he's, I look, I look at the scoreboard. I'm like, maybe I'm seeing things like, I'm like, no, it's Kyle Bradish. He's still in. This guy was convinced that he put in Danny Coulomb, who's a lefty and Kyle Bradish is out there. And that's when I'm like, these are the guys who are getting playoff tickets or, you know, who, who are taking a seat from, but there was a lot of, uh, again, like true diehard fans who you could tell new baseball. And again, had been waiting for this moment for nine years in Camden yards, you know, seven years since, since the last playoff game. But it, it was, it was, I would say more like blue blood diehard fans than the casual, like, Oh, daddy gave me tickets. So let's go to the game today. Right. So. How was the crowd Sunday compared to Saturday? Pretty much the same. So Sunday, I was actually sitting behind home plate. I was, I was right in front of where like the, the one of the press boxes. So I was down there and those were kind of the nicer. Dan Duquette was sitting 10 rows in front of me. I saw that. Dan Duquette yeah. walked right by me and I go, Dan. And he kind of turned around and his family, I guess, still lives here. His son is like, looks identical to him. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. It was insane yeah. how Dan much. Dan Jr. Yeah. 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 So it, it was a good crowd down there. Again, they were more. More buttoned up down there and, you know, kind. I mean, we were getting it was loud. It was rowdy, but it wasn't like it wasn't, I don't know, an animal atmosphere, but it did. So Adam Jones came down, just literally walked out by himself to say hi to Dan, took pictures with him, gave him a big old hug in the middle of the game. So that's when it kind of started to the crowd started to, you know, uh, go go a little nuts. 
But um, other than that, again, I mean, it was a great crowd. The weird thing about Saturday, and I don't know if many people know this. Obviously, I've been tweeting about it, but there was a Billy Joel concert at yeah. Raven Stadium at 7 o'clock at night that night. So they share the parking lots. So it was a whole thing for the last week. Are, they, are you going to postpone the concert? Or, you know, the Orioles, if it was a night game, it would have been, the atmosphere would have been incredible. I mean, the atmosphere was already amazing, but people were still kind of like, oh, Billy Joel, you know, but like, I got to Pickles, I got to the bar at 9.30 in the morning, 9 o'clock, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So it, it felt weird being there and again, sold out. And, and in the middle of the day, it was just like, ah, oh, this should be a night game. It should be, you know, four o'clock, something like that. But Billy Joel kind of took all that from us. And I, in the eighth inning, I go, I'll, I swear to God, I'll listen to every Billy Joel song on the ride home if you can win this game. Like, so, <laughs> but again, I mean, the atmosphere around it was great. Saturday was, Saturday was awesome because again, you had the night feeling and, and it just had that like, prime time Sunday, you know, and we also, I mean, in Baltimore, we, we talked about this for the, again, the week, Maryland played Ohio state on Saturday at noon. So the Orioles game gets delayed. We stay at the bar, Maryland scores to go up on Ohio state and everybody goes nuts. Yeah. And I'm like, this is going to be just an all time weekend. And then you had Raven Steelers on Sunday. So you're like, this could be, and then every team lost every single one of them lost. <laughs> so it very quickly went from like, this could be a, like a benchmark day in Baltimore to this is the worst day in Baltimore sports history. And Keith Mills, who's a, a sports guy around here said, you know, in October, on October 13th, 96, the Orioles got eliminated um, by the Yankees in the ALCS. And then the Colts came back to Baltimore for the first time and beat the Ravens. So they were like, pumped the brakes on like, this is the worst day ever. So <laughs> it was great, great crowds atmosphere. Again, Sunday was a little more where I was sitting was a little more buttoned up. And again, the we couldn't really get into the game because it was just out of hand in the first two innings. Well, so. But you know what impressed me, though, is that is like to down five or six runs at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And the crowd's into it, man. Like the crowds, yeah. the crowd was into it. And obviously you get the home run, you close it to three. But even before that, the, the crowd, and I got the impression like that this was, hey, and maybe this is sort of cliche, but this was, we've waited this long. Yeah. We're going to squeeze as much juice out of these moments as we possibly can. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you, you know, in some places you get that sort of deficit that late in the game. A lot of empty seats. The Dodgers. I, I asked right. that question on Saturday. Oh, right, right. Somebody, somebody, I either I got a text to me or somebody on Twitter goes, if you're a Dodger fan and you're down nine nothing in the third, are you staying or are you leaving? And my buddy goes, they've seen World Series, you know, they've won them. I'm probably getting up and leaving, you know. But again, this I thought I thought about that. And then last night when I looked around and saw there were some people that left, there were some empty seats, but a lot of it was again, you'd this this could be the last game of the season here, you know, like and again, who we don't know what's going to happen next year. This team could could, you know, fall on their face next year. And then it's another three or four years of losing and blah, blah, blah. But it's like this is something that I would want to sit here and remember and and stay to the very end and soak it all in and just just kind of absorb everything, the moment, the atmosphere, everything. So I, I thought about that, too. And I don't like I didn't blame anyone for leaving, but nobody was leaving after the third no. or you know, the second. It was if they were leaving, it was bottom eight. And they were like, all right, well, you know, let's let's get out of town. It's Sunday night. Let's go home. So. Yeah, but I mean, I, the, honestly, it was like they urge they were urging him on to hit a six run homer, which is it was it was great. And but yeah, not to not to be negative, but you know, I, I want to also prepare you for all circumstances. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's say the playoff of Valdi shows up. Yep. And, you know, which is 
you know, play off of Aldi. I've very seen good. it. You know, it's tough. Very now, good. righty, but that's I think that's better for. Them, but still, play off of Aldi's tough. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it ends. It ends before they can get back to a game five. How do you? How does this is a tough one because I don't. You know, I want you to dig deep into your soul and to think about how you actually would feel. Because I've been I know. About it. Oh, you <laughs> have. I was. I thought, yeah, I was going to say. I, I thought you were pushing it. Like starting. I'm thinking about it last night. <laughs> I, so how how do you feel about the about this? Like if that happens, how do you feel about this? And I know that the easy answer. Oh, it was fun. We had more fun than ever. But honestly, how do you feel about it? So, and again, I have been thinking about that because I know there are going to be the people on Twitter who are going to say, some are going to say, I'm happy with this year. And there are others who are going to say, no, screw it. I'm, I'm not happy because the, I said the other day, I said, I was talking to one of the players' wives and I said, this team is going to go to the World Series. Like, I see it. I hear it. this team had World Series aspirations. You know, I, I think it, they went from like, oh, the lovable, feel good, look at them go to like, no, they're winning 101 games, and they they could easily go to the World Series again. The two teams in baseball won 100, two or three. Dodgers did not, I don't think. Uh, I think yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I don't so think, yeah. You don't. If they had won 91 games, it would have been like, oh, rats. Well, you know what? We had fun this year, like you were saying. But no, I'm like, while while again, I'm not overlooking everything they did this year. And again, nobody thought they would be there, and nobody, you know, 76 and a half, the number in Vegas. They end up at 101. Crazy, like. That's that's fine and all, but again, you have those expectations went out of the window. Like, oh yeah, and I, you know, I was thinking it's a World Series or bust right now. Like that's with the t- with the team, with the roster, everything they have, with how the playoffs are set up. No Rays, you know, the Jays are out, and and it's like this is a team who I think can go to the World Series this year. Mm-hmm. So it's if they lose and they you know and and they they get eliminated, you know, tomorrow, Wednesday, Friday, whichever game. Um, it's gonna suck. Like it's it's really it's gonna gut me because again, this is a team who I I really thought still think can make a World Series run. I think they're that good. I think we've seen flashes and and you know stretches the, of this season where they look like that. Um, so again, I'm, I I I will appreciate everything they've done, but I won't be like you know what that was fun. I'm glad this year happened. I'm gonna be disappointed. I'm gonna be upset. And again, it's like I, I it feels like there's gonna be unfinished business if they don't at least make. I get, you know, ALCS World Series. I, I think it's really going to leave a bad taste in my mouth. And the only thing that the kind of caveat is in 2016, when they lost in Toronto, mm-hmm. we knew like this core is done. And, you know, Hart JJ's old. Chris Tillman is old. Chris Davis is not a good, you know, he's nothing. Adam Jones is getting up there. Uh, Manny's going to be gone in a couple of years. So my mindset after that versus this is because again, I've compared it to this is I'm looking at the menu for dinner right now. Like, we're not even at the appetizer yet. Like I'm not no. even talking about ordering drinks. We just got the menus and sat down. Next year is supposed to be the appetizer. And and again, I've compared them to the 2015 uh, Cubs, who people said, you know, oh, they're going to be a young, scrappy team, and watch out, and they make that that World or NLCS run. Daniel Murphy hits 400 home runs in like six games, and then they win they win the World Series next year. So I I think that they're still on that kind of trajectory. But yeah, it's it's going to suck, and I'm not going to like. I, I'll be down <laughs> the couple of days after. I'm not going to be happy. No, and, you know, no I don't. Well, I don't blame you, man. But, but that's I, I know that there are people who will, and I don't blame them for that because, again, I've as an older Orioles fan, quote unquote, like I've yeah. seen them in the ALCS, and I've seen them, you know, four games away from the World Series, and and a lot of like I saw somebody go, "This is for everybody who's had to watch from 2018 to 2023," and I'm going, "Wait, like, what? Do you, what? Is, 
You're just forgetting like three fourths of the fan base. Like we've seen this team be really good and really bad. So yeah, it's, it's going to suck and, and it's not going to be great, but uh, you know, I'm still, I'm happy and I'm proud of the guys and, and it's going to leave me hungry for more next year. And I hope it does the same thing to the players. It is so true though. I mean, there's not a lot of teams like you can say that like teams will say that, Oh, it's going to be okay. You're going to be better. You're going to be just as good next year. And then something happens. You guys leave free, free agency, whatever. It's we all we we Eric, we've talked about the Orioles the aberration that they are when it comes to the the, the young players. I mean, mm-hmm. it's nuts. It's not hyperbole. It's not guesswork. Jackson Holiday is going to be a star. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to be a star. I don't, there's not going to be. There's no question about it. There's not a lot yeah. of guys you could say that about. He's going to be a star, and he's not even part of the equation yet. Yeah. And then you have a guy who was just called up and Heston Kersad. And mm-hmm. you can see like that this guy is going to be a legit, legit player. Mm-hmm. And, and then you have, you, you have other guys down in Norfolk. I mean, this isn't like 18 year olds in single A that you yep. think, Oh, I think this. No, no. I mean, th- this is you already there. And even more is a right around the is more right, is right around the corner. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make you feel even good about it. I'm not saying like, listen, I, they could. I believe I came away when I saw you. It was it was great seeing you there at the park, mm-hmm. and you know, being around the team, I, I could see like how confident they were. Like mm-hmm. I could see that this isn't fake. This is they are confident. They feel good about each other. Um, so you know, they could absolutely come back. There's no question about it. But if they don't, you know, I, I'll just say like it's okay. You know, it's it's okay. Because sometimes, and this is one of the things I want to ask you. We've been—I was out golfing uh, with today with Lou Maloney. I don't know if you know Lou, yep. but yeah. So we were talking about the the playoff format, and he's like, "It's terrible. Like I don't like it. Like I want the one game because how." It, and he had a great point, honestly, because how it's setting up is that you have these teams that get the bye, have a long layoff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then they have their guy set up, their number one guy set up. But then after that, if you lose that first game, then the wild card team has their guy set up after that. Yeah. So you're you're you have the number ones going against the number threes or whatever it is. I get so so I'm sort of I'm I'm having seen this play out. A lot of this is guesswork, but let's we're seeing a little bit of that, you know. I mean, look at the Braves right now. Again, they're running into that too. And and I don't know what to like, what to make of that. Because again, it's like the same guy who was yelling about Kyle Bradish at the end of the game. He goes, I knew we shouldn't have won the division. We should have got the wild card. <laughs> and again, in my mind, I'm like, what are you saying right now? Like, what do you, you, I, I could not wrap my mind around that because again, it's like, and I remember I got crap on from Orioles Twitter because I tweeted a couple of weeks ago and I said, it seems like whoever has the second seed is going to get the easier matchup up in that top bracket. I said, it's going to be Minnesota. And it's, I think at that point it was, it was Texas maybe. And then at the bottom, it was the Rays and the Blue Jays. And I was like, you know, objectively speaking, this is when Texas was crapping themselves, or maybe it was like the Mariners even at that point. And I'm like, of course you're going to, you know, the second seed is going to play the winner of the twins and the Mariners. Like, Sign me up for that. And someone yeah. was like, no, you, you, you know, they were like, you're, you want to lose now. You know, you, you, you just got to stay the course. And I'm like, that, I'm not saying I want that. I'm just saying it seems unfair that, you know, again, that's how it shakes out. And I don't know what the, what the, um, the, the, the fix is. Like, do you, do you do the thing that they talked about where you let the number one seed pick who they play 
you know, I don't, th- that seems too gimmicky and too Savannah yeah. Z. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. But it, it's a funky situation. And, and again, I, I guess it's a big thing with the Braves. I haven't paid much attention to anything outside of the Orioles the past <laughs> two days. So I saw today that people, you know, were complaining about that for the Braves and like the layoff. And I don't know what the Braves did, but I know the Orioles on when they held open practices on Wednesday. They had like uh, 10,000 people there, you know? So yeah. they, they, they were involved in all that. So, it's, you know, people, they weren't kicking up their feet and playing golf and, you know, they're going down Ocean City for the week or something like that. Like, they were still practicing, but... <laughs> that'd, that'd be awesome if they did. I yeah. love that. Take yeah. the, the Giants, take the boat down to Cancun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, so, okay, this let's spin it back to the positive. Orioles win these couple games. There you go. You win in Texas. Maybe you even fly down for one. Who knows? Like, let's go. You save, save your buddy for the World Series. Yeah. So then you, you come back and you win that. The Orioles win. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, what is – how are you celebrating? Because if that happens, like, that is – I'll say this, Eric. If that happens, you're winning the World Series. Because you are. I mean, this. look at it this way. You've set yourself up to win the World Series. Because mm-hmm. if you come back from a 2 nothing deficit on the road and win a deciding game five, it's like science. The confidence it, level they would have would shoot through the right. roof. Right. So, yeah. It's science. You can't possibly lose after mm-hmm. doing that. Yeah. So what are you doing? So I have told the the bar, I don't know if you're familiar with it, Pickles, which we, I know we talked about it. Yeah. So that's where I, that's my post up spot. That's where I go. And I told them, because again, now I'm 0 for 2 there. So I go, don't let me come back until they make the World Series. I go, and I like, I I told one of the bartenders, I go, if I'm here Friday, have me escorted out because they're going (laughs) to lose. But again, I'm like, that, that's, I'll probably post it up somewhere down there if, if they, you know, if that ends up happening. And again, it it very male. Wait, it very may well, but again, them winning three in a row, like they've they've done that plenty of times. So I, I'm I'm with you. I think their confidence would shoot through the roof. And again, a bunch of 23, 24, 25 year old guys who haven't really had a taste of losing, yeah. getting that confidence back would be incredible. And they, and then again, you talk about the confidence between them and a team like the Phillies would be, I mean, enough. You could cut oh, it. With them. Oh, be again, like how this this dream about that series. If for no other reason, the amount of the travel budget that I'm saving. Well, yeah, that too. But the amount of like awful accents in that too <laughs> between us two fan bases would be that would be outrageous. So. Yeah. Well, uh, as as Kevin Millar said, it was 19 years ago. Don't don't let us win one. Mm-hmm. Don't let us win one. I was talking to people last night and I said it. And that, that Twitter clip was already going around by the time I got home from the game last night. That I was it the 30 for 30, I think, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that clip was, and it was Millar, just don't let us win one. So don't let us win one. Former Oriole legend. So he knows, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> he is. I mean, 
honestly, like you get, you, get, you got to think of more. Like you have the Joe Jet was great. Um, um, who else was there? Uh, Adam oh, threw at the first pitch. Adam Jones was great. JJ you know, did it yesterday. JJ, yeah. The uh, we got to start getting creative though. We got to start getting creative. So I said they the Friday night Rays game when they retired Adam Jones's jersey, or when they when they um when he announced his retirement, that was like a big game for the you know them and the Rays, and I think they lost like eleven to one or ten to one or something like that. And and then when they had Adam come out today, I go we we got to be done. We got to be done with with Adam throwing out first pitches. I love you, Adam. Can't have it. We just we got to switch something up. We got to something with the juju. We got to make it work. But yeah. you know what you do? Here's what you do. I, I just was thinking about it. Besides you, you you would be a candidate for me to, to do it. Man of the people. Um, I want Felix Batista to go out there and throw with his left hand. So how, how awesome would that be? So I tweeted maybe about a week ago, and I said, you know, who's going to throw out the first pitch on, on Saturday? And I got probably a couple hundred responses, and a lot of them were, it should be Felix. And again, it would have been great if it was a night game and they don't announce who's doing it, and then all the lights go out, and they oh. do the intro. The Wire theme song yeah. comes on. Like, I'm getting goosebumps right now. And again, he had sir, he had t- Tommy John today, so if it was Saturday, he could have come out and, you know, lightly tossed it with his with his right hand or something, but the place would have exploded. I mean, it would have been, you know, ca- you know, we could have had Cal do it. Oh. I, I mean, there were a lot of good, um, a lot of good, like, um, talk about people Trey Mancini was mentioned you know yeah. having him come back do something like that but yeah we, we no. talked about that a lot you hit that you hit it man you hit it the you you have him come out to the closer music to the yeah. to the whistle yeah yeah absolutely oh that's great I'm now yeah. see now I'm ready to go let's go yeah let's go I, I hope you are too I hope you feel I, I'm, a little I'm, bit better I, I'm not as down in the dumps as I thought I would be. Like last night, literally Friday, I I said Saturday's game beat me up more than yesterday's game did. Because I was just going like, we had it. Like, again, I could see it. It was right there. Like the Chapman meltdown. We've seen it a million times. And then, yes, because again, yesterday's game was really over before I could even like process what was going on. It went Mm -hmm. from this to that. And it was nine to two before you could even blink. And it was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess we go get him Tuesday. And And like, (laughs) Now I'm already thinking like Friday game five, you know, it's a uh, Friday the 13th. I'm like, weird, you know, they're going to wear the orange, the black uniforms. And I don't know. It, it thoughts have been running through my head. So it's, and again, I go up and I go down. Like, I'm like, Oh, they got this. And then 10 minutes, 10 minutes later, I'll be like this. No, they're not going to do it. They're not, there's no way. And then I'm like, maybe I can like 10 teams have done it. So uh, uh, yeah. I just I mean, go back. Honestly, I'm not just saying that because you're here. Like they can, like, I know this because, mm-hmm. because I think that it's, as good as the Rangers are, as good as their offense is, I think the bullpen still is, you know, a little bit shaky. Uh, we've already seen that. And, I mean, just like the fact that they get to LeClerc at the end of the game there, you know, it's – I mean, that that's something. And I, I do think that the Orioles team, like, this is – they showed it on the other day. I mean, this is like – they're going to keep coming. They're going to do whatever mm-hmm. they can. They're going to keep coming. And I'm not yeah. saying that the, the, as, like, a cliche. I, I do believe that. I don't know if they'll be able to do it, but, you know, I think that they're not – this isn't going to be like the – you know, I, I don't want to crap on the Marlins, but being at those games, it was like, yeah. okay. You know, it yeah. was just like – there was this – I think it, everything was just overwhelming. Yeah. I, I Again, I don't I don't think the lights were too bright. There was one at bat last night where Mountcastle looked like he was trying to hit a 600-foot five-run home run, and he struck out on three pitches. And that's one where I went – 
he that's pressing like he looks like he's pressing but again I, i'm with you it's not like the marlins who the marlins kind of were just happy to be there i don't think this team is just happy to be here again like yeah they, i mean I, th- I think that that crowd you know i think that that crowd being there at citizens bank park it was like mm-hmm. man yeah like, i think that was like we're not we're not ready for this like nah. i don't care especially a- sandy is out and you know they they don't they just didn't feel right being in the playoffs. I said that to my friend. I go, this doesn't feel right. Like, <laughs> I don't like things. But I, I will say, too, and I was talking about this on Twitter. It, after game two in the 2014 ALCS, I hated the Royals. I hated Hosmer. I hated Moustakis. I hated Guthrie. You know, they were wearing the shirts that said, you know, these O's ain't royal and stuff like that. And they were really pissing off a lot of people. And I tweeted, I go, I don't hate this Rangers team. Like they're really likable, except for yeah. Chapman. Obviously, he has a stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, but yeah. I'm like, I like Corey Seager. I like it. You know, Garcia. I like you know all these guys. Like I like Yavaldi. I like Montgomery. Like you know, Evan Carter just played four games, I think, in the majors, and now he's a stud. You know, it's like this. I don't hate this team, and a lot of people were like, you know what? I, I realized the same thing. Like, yeah, a lot of people were like, I, I would be fine if they win the World Series if they beat us. You know, but I'm not getting that far. But I was like, I don't hate them. Like, well, I hated the Royals in 2014. So. There's other teams that you can save your hatred for. So there you go. And I, I tell you what, I was – my last image walking out of the Baltimore clubhouse when I was there, all I know is this. I was seduced because all I saw, the image of the manager wearing a baseballs and boring T-shirt. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how he got it, but – well, that's all. That's all it takes. Yeah, it's good. It's good I, karma. It's good I, karma. I, I'm I'm a simple person. All right, man. We got it. We get. We solved a lot of problems. Here yes, we go. Yes, I appreciate the therapy session. Thank you. <laughs> In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field, and then I. Uh... I look over at my dad, and I, I realize that in the silence between us, that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.